0: free wi-fi we are a podcast about making games and making good times and i'm one of your hosts esteban jose fardo
1: and i'm catherine fox my middle name is not interesting enough
0: (laughs) yeah so we've got a cool week this week because catherine has a new game a new small game that you made that we can talk about and i want to talk about it a lot i only just played it like a few minutes ago (laughs) and it is so delightful i'm so uh my, You know when, like, you're impressed, but it's, like, a jealous sort of impressed? Like, uh, I played it, and I was like, this is really good, but, like, specifically it was like, oh, I'm jealous, kind of, like, good.
1: Oh, uh, that, that's that's really nice. Oh, my gosh. So, do, uh, do you want to describe what you experienced?
0: Yeah, so, uh, the game that you made is called...
1: It is called wait, let me open it, Pet That Dog.
0: Pet That Dog.
1: Pet That Dog.
0: Pet That Dog. Pet
1: That Dog. Oh. Pet... Pet that dog. It was a very... <laughs> so it's based on the Dream Daddy minigames, and there's every, every one starts with some guy saying, like, whatever that thing, you know, like...
0: Mm-hmm. Verb, noun. Verb
1: that noun. <laughs> um, and he says it in a very specific cadence that I can't really imitate.
0: Tickle that ivory. Okay, so the game's really simple in that uh, you've got a beautiful pink striped backgrounds animating and dogs show up these 3d rendered cute cute dogs they're so cute
1: <laughs> they have no eyes
0: they don't need eyes they look <laughs> the the colors make them look fluffy even though they're just low poly models like um they feel like something i want to touch you know mm-hmm. um anyways they show up and your cursor is like this cool chunky like hand thing um uh, it's not 3d is it is it 2d well... It, I, I can't remember. That's why I'm asking. Well, like, it was like it
1: is a 3D object, but it is a sprite.
0: A sprite of a... Th- I, okay, okay.
1: I, I, ma- I modeled the, the cursor in Maya and then took a screenshot and then cut it out in Photoshop. It, it was a hack for something I couldn't get to work.
0: Hey, no, the effect worked. It, it had the same effect on me as a player, as someone who felt like the hand was very much in the same universe as the object I was touching. Like, it felt very tactile in that way that, like, yeah, I'm touching this dog and penning it, so... Uh, you have your hand and you can click on the dog and if the dog doesn't like it the hand will turn red and it will bark at you and be like nah <laughs> bad pet <laughs> yeah and then if you touch it in the right spot then it'll make a happy bark and you do that enough times then a bunch of hearts will explode out of it and it'll slide to the slide away and then the next dog will come in um and then eventually other things come in too spoiler i was quite surprised that there might be more to pet that dog than the title <laughs> might suggest.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is this was something I, I talked about in the last episode, right? Like the this game that I wanted to make.
0: JPEG dog, yeah. JPEG. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, shoot. I didn't check the Twitter poll. What's the results? Oh, right, yeah. What's the results? La- last Let's time we had right a conversation now. about
1: JPEG dog and uh, there results also the Twitter poll. What what was the question? We we had a question about like what would be the best name for a dog jpeg uh png GIF, or gif and which one won
0: uh what's the login for our twitter account again oh no <laughs>
1: uh okay here I, we go i mean you don't need to log in no to see i need the... to know
0: oh you're right
1: i could just i could just look at it right now
0: it's a race it's a google race right now okay. all right here we go here we go wow <gasps> Zero votes for Jif <laughs> Jif or GIF.
1: <laughs> Zero votes for GIF. Oh, that's a little so disappointing. So it was very close
0: between JPEG and Jif. so I think the J sound seems to be the winner.
1: Wow, Jif is the winner.
0: I was going for PNG, personally. but um, uh, Only I, 19% uh,
1: of votes like that. <laughs>
0: uh, congratulations to our new dog, GIF. <laughs> um.
1: If I get a dog, I'll have to name him Jif.
0: Yeah, that was the rules Rules of the contest. Uh, okay, so you're terrible. talking about how you want to make this game where you pet a dog, and you followed through precisely on the plan that you laid out.
1: Yay! Uh, I'm glad you like it. So I-, I wanted to make something really small and cute. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like what I said last time about this project.
0: You said that dogs would show up on the screen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There are places where it doesn't like to be pet and places where it does like to be pet. And you click around to figure it out. A little bit trial by error. And then we make that dog happy with some good pets. Moves over. Next dog comes in, and uh, that while that's a simple, basic beginning premise, why I was so impressed by the game was every single detail of it had like polish and shine. Like it was a very complete game. It had it had a title screen. The uh-huh. dogs slid in with like a really nice, like satisfying slide. The background was animating. All the colors matched. I was impressed that you made so many three D models of dogs, and uh-huh. they all looked so cute. There wasn't one like uh like there wasn't one like janky dog among them like they all looked like fully formed yeah
1: that's <laughs> the the, ma- it's the magic of using uh surface shaders on really low poly models you just strategically mm-hmm. you know place mm-hmm. the shaders on what what polygons you want to shade and then it's just like yeah hey, hey, you have a dog and it looks cute
0: but, like the heart explosion when it's like done <laughs> like it, it's just like it's uh it's like it's it's at the final level like it, it's it's the whole package like it was a simple thing to start with but you took it all the way through and so the reason i was so impressed is cuz i often of course like struggle with that precise thing so seeing it was very like very inspirational it was just oh yeah this is how it's done
1: what really helped me to to actually get that done is because all of those elements were already kind of part of the recipe because all of that is like the aesthetic of dream daddy so all i had to do was like Look at Dream Daddy and be like, okay, what does it have? It has these cute, like, moving backgrounds. Uh, I think stripes are involved somewhere. I don't know. Uh, when it does have 3D, it's really low poly and janky. Um, super cute. The, the hearts that explode. And, like, all that was just already existed. It, it was, like, it was part of, like, this, I, I think I already called it a recipe. But I followed that style so it was really easy to just to to get it all done because I already knew everything that I had to do to get it to look the way it needed to look.
0: Yeah, because the thing that can give the most like paralysis while doing development is when you when you don't know what to do, right? Like, yeah. If if you know what to do, things are fast. Like the thing that slows development down often isn't like busy work. It's never it's never. Um, like if you're like programming something you're not limited by how many words you can type in a minute you're limited by when you hit something that's just like i don't know what the best way to do this is and and uh the time it takes to think through the right decision and overcome that and stuff and so having a a previous style guide essentially for a lot of these decisions be they art be they programming and stuff like can help uh, make it fast and make it so that you can uh, run so much further than like the time would 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 normally allow, which yeah. is uh I did not expect it to look like this at the at the at the end of it
1: having an end goal is like really important, like you have to know where you're headed so you can you take the right steps to get there and what actually really helped even before all of that polished stuff came after like I forced myself to wait to do like the fun like modeling and stuff until I had all like the bones of it all built mm-hmm. um and I was. I was kind of having trouble doing that at first until I just went back and used the flowchart thing to work through. Okay, so you click a spot on the dog, it checks like, did it hit a collider? Is that collider a good pet or a bad pet? If it's a good pet, then what happens? Is? If it's a good, if it's a bad pet, then what happens here? So, like the flowchart really helped a lot, actually, um, especially because I was using Playmaker, which is already like a flowchart, like state machine. So, uh, yeah, so flowchart. And then art, and it worked out somehow, and it was it's real good. Um,
0: Which was the part that you hit the most uh, trouble with? Like, um, what was your steps to, to making it, and where did you hit the your like your biggest roadblock along that?
1: What I really wanted to do was um, like a three D hand that you moved around, um, but and I modeled a three D hand and everything, but when I put it in the scene. I, I couldn't get it to go where the cursor was, uh, and I, I was hitting. I was getting close to my deadline, so I just I hacked away. Like with Playmaker, it's really easy to just set mouse cursor. You just set it to a sprite, um, and just replaces your mouse cursor with a with a two D image. Um, so instead of making like an actual three D object that followed your mouse input, I, I just I just made it a, a PNG of a three D hand instead. Um, <laughs> But that's like that's one thing I, I couldn't get to work, um, which is kind of disappointing.
0: If you had made it a 3D hand, uh, I wonder how you would have tackled stuff like when the hand meets the dog, does it clip through? How does it react? Like, What do the collisions well, look the, like there?
1: The, the, the camera is isometric or orthographic. It's an orthographic camera. So
0: Do you want to do a quick explainer for that? Oh, yeah. Uh, so
1: most of the time, like in a first-person shooter or something, the camera is in perspective mode. Like, things that are far away are small, things that are close are big. Like, it's just how your eyes work as well, your eyes see in perspective. If, with an orthographic camera, it's basically seeing everything as, like, a 2D plane, almost. Um, if you push something further away from the camera, it's not going to get smaller. It's going to stay the same size. So all it really takes into account is the uh, the X and the Y. It doesn't really care about the Z. So if you want to make something smaller, you have to scale it down. Like, pushing it backwards not gonna not going to do it. So... I, I like. I wanted to use it for this because um, it kind of gives that like isometric look. Uh, I could just like tilt the dog a little bit and give it a nice like just cute little toy box feel. And what's nice about it is you can layer a bunch of things on top of each other, like keep them really far apart so they're easy to organize, like in the z-axis in the in the actual scene. But the camera will see them all as, like, right on top of each other. Um, mm-hmm. I think I also did that for my Winter Woods game as well, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's an orthographic camera. Had I done a 3D hand, I probably would have just put it closer to the camera, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't ever clip through. It would always just kind of be in front. Um, so I don't think that would have been an issue. Uh, and I don't think I lose anything by not having it. It's just, like, the comedy factor that I was missing, because the biggest thing about this is like it has to be funny. I wanted it to be super cute and charming, but I also needed to be like just ridiculous and and give you a couple chuckles. Um, So I actually originally only had like, I don't know, three or four dogs in there and I was like, they need to need more jokes. So I added uh, a cat and then a bird. (laughs) So you're petting these dogs. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, <laughs> play this game before... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's so, too late now. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you're petting the dogs, and you're like, ha I love dogs. You finish, like, the third dog, and then it's a cat, and it's like, ha-ha, what a joke. And you finish the cat, and it's a bird. It's like, uh... And then you're done, because I didn't do anything else. Um, so in an ideal world, I'd have, like, way more dogs, and just way more... I would keep going with that, like, go from bird to like a toaster or like a dinosaur or something. Um It'd be
0: funny if you had to like yeah, you pet the the lever on the toaster down and then it pops up. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. No, I I had this whole like I had this whole idea where you could like some dogs wouldn't want to be pet right away. You'd have to like pick up a bone and feed it to them or hmm. do some other extra like puzzly tasks. So it would turn more into like a puzzle game. Um, which would have been, that would have been, yeah, that would have been great. Um, but I think the way it's built now, I I haven't, I haven't like built any kind of system for that. So I'd have to go in and kind of retrofit some things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I think it turned out really well and I'm super proud of it because it's a thing that I made and it's out now and people can play it if they really want to. So Yay. Uh, one of my New Year's resolutions was to just make more things that people can play, and I'm just really happy I was able to do that. And I gave myself a really tight schedule, and uh, I released it on time, and I kept it simple. And you see the fan art, it works, okay? Like
0: this is
1: <laughs> this is this is my fan art for for Dream Daddy, and for the world.
0: It was really good. I was really impressed. Jealous even. Jealous. So uh, uh, because. The stuff that I did is nowhere near as impressive and I'm gonna have to screen share it with you, I think. Because I wasn't even I wasn't even able to make a build.
1: Oh, you were working on your investigation game.
0: Like my goal was to uh do something with the UI that I've wanted to do for a while where um to give it that book feeling back and to emphasize that I need to figure out how to present a um any number of like characters, right? Like uh that was the biggest thing I was struggling with was how to select a character from from this list because uh there could be any number of them um and if i display them in a grid that doesn't look like a book at all right um but if i put them in a vertical scrolling list like that's not very beautiful either so i was trying to figure out what's the best elegant way to do it and so the solution i went with is they'll be arranged in uh horizontal panels that are each the size of the screen of the phone mm-hmm and, um, oh, that's right. You, you, made can swipe. A,
1: you made a diagram for this, I remember.
0: Yeah, you can swipe left and right to cycle through them. And then you can also swipe up and down to switch between different states. So you can see the information for the day by swiping up. That way, um, that was like the biggest problem with the initial uh, wireframe test was that once you see information, it was hard to go back to access it. Um, because parts of this game have to be linear and parts of it have to be nonlinear and how the player can access it. And then if you swipe up, you can see the the journal. So the biggest trouble I was running into this was that um, it was really difficult to swipe full screen stuff because to have a panel off screen, uh, it needs to be coded to um, to offset by the length of the screen. But the screen size itself can change, right? right? Depending so on the platform. if it's depending on the platform, it could be a different size. If it's uh, being played on a desktop in someone's window, what if they change the size of the window while it's playing? Um, so if it needs to go 500 units to the left and then all of a sudden the screen size changes, then 500 units might not be off screen anymore. Yeah. Um, and so it could become decentered, it could, it could just fall apart. So uh, I'll show you what I did right now. I'll make a little gif of it. It is so simple. So you can see maybe how the panels slide. And then when they hit the center, um, information switches. So on a player side, it would look like a consistent illusion. But I just have three panels, one in the center and then one on either side. And then when they reach it, uh, it flips them so that you don't actually need like 20 panels. The uh, information updates to to move to each one, and so very simple interaction. All it is is just that little swiping, but that took me <laughs> that took me a whole week.
1: <laughs> Can you zoom out in the in the Unity screen? I'm trying to understand exactly what's happening here.
0: So once it slides and um, would reach the center point, then the information moves over. Right now, it just says like previous character and next character. Um, those would be the stats that are updating. Like once it's in the center, the previous character would become the current character, Okay. and then there's a new previous character. But
1: you can you can see the text before it reaches the center. It it only updates. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the the variable previous character is what changes. That text would stay the same. Um, on the user side it's just updating so that uh i can see on like the development side that those variables are changing oh, okay. it's like a debug thing Oh, yeah. okay
1: okay Interesting. so
0: it would be consistent there but yeah, that's
1: um, really cool and this can scale with however many characters you have
0: Hmm. yep however many characters and i can use a similar system for swiping up and down so it's a small small little addition but um but yeah that's what uh that's how i was getting back into into working on this game it's been very busy over here, but I was excited to get back to, into working on the investigation game, and so I set that goal forward. And was just like, "All right, this is what I'm going to solve because I want that, I want that, I want that figured out."
1: And you figured it out, yeah?
0: Yeah, figured it out. So hopefully, I get uh, a good step towards making the next exciting build for everybody to play.
1: That'll be really cool. Um... Unity handles text really, really weirdly that I don't really understand.
0: I used to not understand how to use Unity's UI at all. Um, and then I was working in Unreal at my day job where I was doing UI and UX design. Um, and while I'm not great at it, that meant I learned, I learned Unreal's system like pretty well. Like I know it like inside and out, um, how Unreal handles its UI. And Unity was changing to become more and more like how unreal does it and so when i went back to using unity it was like oh hey i understand the theory behind this i understand i understand how this works i I don't like it as much as unreal's and i think it's hard to learn compared to how unreal handles uh handles its ui but if you would like a tutorial of any kind on how the basics of uh this ui system works i can i can
1: that would be nice um i think when i have an actual project that needs the ui system that would be a good time to do it because, like, for, for the dog game, all I really needed was good dog and and pet that dog. Like, I, I mm-hmm. So 3D mm-hmm. text was, like, totally fine. Um, what complicates it is, like, when I want to, like, animate it or populate it dynamically. Yeah. Do, like, a dialogue system even. Um, so I will probably ask you for advice when that time comes.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of cool stuff that you can do with it. Um, the reason Unity's UI is set up the way it is makes sense. And once you know what you need and how to use it. Um, it'll make things much easier to, to sort of like accomplish those things so that if the screen size changes, uh, you're, you don't have to worry about that because you're dealing with borders in the space between the edge of the screen rather than trying to set like the, the entire size of, uh, the UI contents, perhaps, um, examples like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had another problem with the dog game that you might be able to, to answer. it's, when I when I tried to make a web build so you could just play it in your browser, mm, yeah. um I lost a couple of things. Like a couple of things didn't get translated into the builds or whatever. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know when you pet the dog, the camera does an either a punch in or a punch out depending on if it's a good pet or a bad pet. Um, yeah, that oh, those, so many
0: good details
1: that that that's done by the camera like actually physically moves in the in the scene like on the z, yeah. on the z axis or no well no not no, on the z no, axis it's not because no uh, how did i
0: do that it's
1: north- <laughs> no 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 i am completely wrong if you wrong don't know how this. you did it then no 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 if you don't know how you did it no, then I'm who opening, does i'm opening the project right now hold on i think it oh you know what it is it's actually altering a property it's interpolating between two values and using those two values to affect the orthographic size of the camera, which is kind of mm-hmm. like the zoom, but that effect does not is not present at all in the web build that I made.
0: Mm. Um,
1: the camera doesn't move at all. Um,
0: mm.
1: Also, the heart particle effect um, that's actually present in the scene at all times, it's just either
0: Oh, you turn it on or off? Yeah, on I, I,
1: yeah, I think originally it was... um I actually disabled or enabled the emitter. But uh, in the web build, it was just always on. It wasn't affected by that at all. So I don't mm. know if it's a problem with Playmaker or some obscure problem with Unity. No, no.
0: I, I, that's, uh, there's definitely features that don't work uh, when you switch to making web build stuff. So changing the size of the camera is probably related to how the web browser is calculating what size of the screen needs to be. That'd be my mm. guess.
1: It's also like... Um,
0: so it would need a different technique for that. And then yeah. for the particle, it, it would take some Googling, but I'm sure that there's a limitation to how particles function when used for, um, used for a web app. Um, but... Yeah, Well, it's frustrating that some things would need to be rewritten to work in a browser. It's probably still worth it and it would just take a little bit of research to figure out what um, yeah and those what really, needs to change.
1: Those really are the only two things that don't work. Um, from what I could tell everything else worked just fine. It was just a particle in the in the punching that weren't working and it it took a, a lot away from the experience um, yeah, you not need having those, those in there so that's the polish yeah the polish is important.
0: It's time for a transition.
1: Ah, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Did I say everything I wanted to say about the WebGL? 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 WebGL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have another question for you. Yeah. When you're working on games, mm-hmm. do you have a special setup? Do you have, like, things that you need in order to, like, all right, it's game-focusing time. Like, I need hot tea. I need loud music. I need, like, the my phone has to be like in another room sometimes like i'll uh, be my setup and i'll sit down and it's like i can't work unless i've got that tea and i've got something like noise happening in the room somewhere
1: usually what i'll do is um like some kind of like drink is really helpful i like to have i like to sit down with like a cup of like tea or coffee or something and i do like music but it can't be anything with like lyrics that i like to listen yeah. and jam out to it has to be like lo-fi hip-hop beats to study and relax to, <laughs> like actually, um, or like atmospheric or something like that. I really like to listen to Skyrim atmospheres sometimes, um, or Skyrim tavern music is good too, if if you're making a project that is kind of like medieval-y. But other than that, uh, I, I have a dual monitor setup, so I like to put Unity on one monitor and then a browser on the other, so I can really easily just like Google real quick or have... YouTube open to listen to lo-fi hip-hop beats to study and
0: relax, too. <laughs> See, I'm a little bit different there in that, like, sometimes I'll definitely go for, for some some chill, study, relaxed beats. But when I was working on this, what I needed, I needed that Revengeance soundtrack. Really? I needed... Rules of nature! <laughs> yeah, it was... It was uh, I was rocking out over here. Yeah. I couldn't work without some rock.
1: I, I have a problem. I can't focus on anything if there's, like, a voice... Or anything like I, anything that needs attention to be understood, like like lyrics or something. I I tried to work during. Um, I was watching a lot of Kingdom Hearts streams and like live streams and stuff like that, or like YouTube videos, like video essays. But I find those really hard to work to because they're hmm. usually really interesting, and I want to pay attention. Yeah, interesting.
0: <laughs> um, See, that's why I need like I need loud music because I need my brain to like be actively fighting its way through something to focus. Otherwise, I have like I drift too much to focus, right? Mm. Does that make any sense?
1: <laughs> no, I think that makes sense. Um, like, I
0: need distractions to try and battle through, but it has to be the right kind of distractions. You need, you it can't need be the wrong kind. <laughs>
1: you need something to tune out so you can focus.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I, I don't even plan, like, when I sit down to do stuff. I'll be like, I'm going to do this now, and then I'll sit down and do it for a couple hours. Like, I, I'd ha- I'm really inconsistent with how I work at home. Mm. It's like... I want to work on this thing mm. now, and I know exactly what I want to do. Beep boop bop.
0: Well, I guess the reason I was asking about the the your setup for for this sort of stuff is because like um, one of the things I was hitting and why I got so little done was because I was like having writer's block, kind of in terms yeah. of like what to approach and how to approach it. Um, but we need a better word for that because you can write code, but game development is so much more. So what's the game development version of writer's block?
1: Gamer block no we're not calling it gamer
0: <laughs> block gamer block is what we call when i log on to twitter and i'm just blocking gamer
1: <laughs> do we want to use the word block bug hmm. bug maybe it's a bug
0: bug it's brain blocks. bug It's a brain bug
1: brain bug brain bug Ugh. <laughs> i don't know about that that sounds kind of brainwashy
0: <laughs> okay well we'll think about it if anyone has a little bit of discussion question for this week is what do we call writer's block when you're a game developer
1: cool that's that's the question
0: so uh i had a an interesting an interesting thing that i was doing today okay in that um i had to give a surprise presentation um to uh to um to one of my clients i'm doing some game design consulting and um i was brought in to to give a presentation on rabbit holes what um, which are do you know what rabbit holes are, like in ARGs? No. Um Like alternate well, I reality can, uh, games.
1: Explain it to me. I, I can guess based on context. Yeah. But like, give me the I'll, definition. I'll run through it <laughs> super
0: fast. Yeah. So in alternate reality games, ARGs, which are sort of the games that you play um, sort of embedded in real life, like they're not entirely digital. They often involve going to locations and stuff um, and things. The way that they get players to start playing those games are through rabbit holes which like the illusion would suggest rabbit holes are referring to how to get players to accidentally fall into playing the game without like intentionally like seeking it out like before they realize that like this game has become part of like the fabric of their of their life um, that's what rabbit holes like refers to and stuff i didn't know i was going to be giving a presentation on that i just <laughs> knew i was invited to a meeting named rabbit holes and i was like all, r- uh. all right <laughs> but because um, i had mentioned it uh at one point, and then they're like, "Tell everybody here about it." And I was like, "Okay." Uh-huh. So, I gave this presentation, and I'm I'm tortured now, at Fox, because it was quickly drifting into discussions of gamification and like the game techniques that I know about. Was just like, okay, how, how can like these be applied and stuff? And all of it was was generally like well and good, but I forgot to give the most important piece of advice about about games and stuff, which I only remembered after someone was asking me some questions like one on one after this after this meeting when uh, it was got me thinking about, like, microtransactions and stuff because one of the ways game techniques are, are used for, like, commerce and stuff is, like, you pay in order to not play part of the game, right? Like, if you're buying, like, currency in a thing, that way you don't have to grind for the right. currency. You're yeah. paying to not play that part of the game. You're
1: paying not to grind, and, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that's really frustrating on, like, a player level. And it's really, like, obvious to the player side that, like, yeah, you're paying for less of, of the game. Like if the developer thinks the game isn't fun, mm-hmm. then uh, why, should, why should a player think it's fun too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's often, often like the effect that that has. And so it's better if you're doing any monetization system in, in a game or an app or anything whatsoever. It's like it should be to pay to open up like the experience if, if that's the, the model that someone's, someone's going for rather than uh, less of a thing. It's so like I loathe like gamification as it's usually like applied in terms of uh, a marketing stratagem or uh, a commercial stratagem mm-hmm. because it's taking the techniques and tools that we use for making games, but to make something that's not game-like because a game is playful and play is an activity that's done for like the sake of the activity, right? But if you're using techniques from games like um, the feedback loops that games have but it's not being done in service of like the activity itself then that's not that's not a game that's that's different stuff it's that's using work. feedback it's using stuff yeah you're doing work and so the the term like referring to it as like gamification of that in that sense insults me as like a game designer because it's like yeah. that's not game stuff that's the systems that games developed and like pioneered and We're a young medium, but in the same way, like, we're able to codify a lot of, uh, systems in terms of, like, feedback. Like, it feels good to make progress on something, right? And games have been very good at figuring out how to visualize and build feedback for that. But that's not the game itself. Like, a game isn't, like, the progress bar. The game is the activity, and the progress bar supports that activity, right? It's just something that, like, I was thinking a lot about because I was getting put into situations where, like, that was very important. It's just, like, people got to understand the heart of the game, you know?
1: The heart of the cards.
0: The heart of the cards. <laughs> heart of those card games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not like against microtransactions like uh like in concept, but I do think that there's a principle that should be applied with, with uh microtransactions and stuff that like, yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't pay to not have to do a thing, right? Right.
1: Like that's a like, sign that, that your that, game's not fun if people
0: It's not a game, it's a chore then. Yeah, and yeah. no one falls for that and uh that, that doesn't make for that doesn't make for a better experience. So that was that was the piece of advice that was coming out of my my consultation work this week, and I wanted to share it. I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna read aloud some uh, interesting advice that um, I I saw on Twitter from Derek Yu, who uh, Derek Yu. made Spelunky. Oh. Had a really interesting, very short thread that I'm gonna just read aloud very quickly because um, I thought it was very insightful. I feel like elegance and jank, and by jank he means awkwardness or lack of polish, are just byproducts of one's approach to game design. And it's the approach that matters more to the players. So jank is often a byproduct of ambitious, complex, and innovative design. It can be unironically good, even if it's janky. Like, jank can be good. On the other hand, designers tend to place elegance on a very high pedestal where it can be the result of undesired oversimplification. These days, I would rather keep an inelegant, janky game mechanic that offers lots of interesting, fun possibilities to the player. Players are very forgiving of jank if they appreciate the underlying design goals. The jank may even be considered added character and personality. Along the same lines, they will not appreciate the elegance if they don't understand the underlying design goals. There are a lot of simple indie games out there that are not benefiting from the enormous levels of polish that are heaped on them. Much of that effort just doesn't translate to player appreciation. My advice would be to not focus on elegance as a goal in and of itself.
1: Chambara is janky.
0: Kind of.
1: But it's great. But.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I was thinking of that because as a designer, my approach is often like, as he says, like to put elegance on a very high pedestal. Like, there was a lot of features and modes and stuff that we could have done with Chambara that whenever we would have conversations, I was, like, very against putting anything that was outside of, like, a base game mode because it was more important to me as a designer mm-hmm. that we have things as, like, simple and clean as possible. Right.
1: Well, we also had a really, a lot of... Yeah, are, for scope of, reasons. Yeah.
0: For scope reasons that, like, makes sense. But I know that, like, for myself, on, like, an aesthetic level, that was something that was uh, important to me. But it could have really, meant that uh, we would be cutting out things that maybe would have been fun and interesting, even if they were more janky than like what we happened. If we had a completely broken game mode, maybe that still would have been okay. Like if people understood what was fun about it, even if it wasn't balanced, maybe that, maybe that would have been okay. Maybe it's okay to, to be, to be messier sometimes. It's,
1: it's okay to experiment because that's how you find cool stuff. And it might not look like the Oscars of video games, but like, it still be cool and fun.
0: I said the word "simple" and "clean" earlier. Yeah, tell me I... about them, Kingdom Hearts, because <laughs> I learned about Kingdom Hearts since we last recorded. Okay, and I mean, like, I mean, like, learned about Kingdom Hearts. Like, like, I'd seen Kingdom Hearts like in the periphery of my life a number of different times, but over the last week, my eyes opened and I understood.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: understand Kingdom Hearts.
1: You, you had a, a whole thread about like what heart even means, and I thought that was really <laughs> interesting.
0: Yeah, that was that was when I was like having my my uh elevation of just like this is how okay this is like how the language of kingdom hearts works because uh trying to understand it on a lot of like literal levels like it's such a meme that like it's mm-hmm. confusing and like hard like to a, follow there's a stuff. lot of
1: out of context lines that just sound ridiculous
0: yeah yeah and so i was more interested though in figuring out like why is kingdom hearts hard to understand not what is kingdom hearts but like why is kingdom like Mm -hmm. why why is this phenomenon happening what is it that kingdom hearts does differently that makes it so impervious to to explanation because i don't think it's actual like complexity of the story itself so much as it's just like particular like narrative devices that it uses that um that make it difficult to understand because uh where people get lost and when it's just like these two characters are the same character and it's just like well, hell, how am I supposed to conceptualize that? <laughs> it gets
1: confusing when you start concerning yourself with the actual, like, physical mechanics and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything. It's like, w- w- once you start asking yourself, like, where are these people eating? Where are these people sleeping? Where are these people using the bathroom? It all falls apart. So it's like, it's a <laughs> lot less about just, like, I- I've heard people say that it's it's not so much about the plot as it is about the story. It's not so much about, like, thing happens and thing happens and thing happens, but it's more about, like, the themes I guess. Uh, and the, and the emotions rather than the literal stuff that's happening.
0: Yeah. And it really does have its own language in terms of like, it's got its own words and vocabulary and grammar and you have to learn how to speak its language in order to understand it. And like, that's the key <laughs> to kingdom. <Heart>. <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, anyways, I just was able to ha- unlock that over, over the last week. It was just like, Okay, I get it. I can understand. I understand even... I even, like, understand, like, the plot on a level now without having, like, played through all those games.
1: I've been out of touch with Kingdom Hearts for a really long time. Like think the last one I played was 2. And when I completed 2, I I was still really confused. And then I found out that there was, like, another game on a different console that I couldn't play because I didn't have a PSP that explained more of the stuff that happened between 1 and 2. And that's when I decided like, well, I guess I'm not following Kingdom Hearts anymore because I don't want to <laughs> buy a, a PSP.
0: Yep, um, yep. I
1: think I read a manga at one point. Um, but at that point I was just like, there's no way I can I can physically follow this. Like I don't whatever. Um, so I kind of let it go. <laughs> um <laughs> And um <laughs> But um when Kingdom I'm sorry <laughs> when when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, like everybody was streaming it. Um, the Choco Bowl uh, which is a, a charity stream that happens uh, that you can watch instead of the Super Bowl. it happens during the Super Bowl. They play Final Fantasy games this time. they played uh, Kingdom Hearts one um, and they completed it within like the first day or maybe the second day. So they moved on to uh, some of the, like, in-between games that aren't, like, the main titles. So they played, like, Dream Drop Distance, I think it was, and... Wait,
0: I have a quick question. Yeah. So they finished that on the first day, and this is going on, like, in lieu of the Super Bowl. Does the Super Bowl last more than one day? No. The okay. Choco Bowl
1: lasts longer than the Super Bowl. It, 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 I just it goes had to the check. entire weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. A, I guess it's a good. That's a good clarification. To, I mean, I don't really know. I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl only goes for that one Sunday. I guess Sun Sunday. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, and then in addition to that, I was watching um, Scarzard play Kingdom Hearts three. So I actually experienced it out of order. I watched him play a bunch of Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I watched somebody else play two or the first one, and then I, I watched some in between ones. Um, so I've kind of all, all at once, like kind of caught up on all these Kingdom Hearts like things going on. I still don't know exactly what's going on anymore, but now I know that Aqua is the best character. <laughs> um and she's not even she's only in three uh she's also in like she's only in like the in between ones and three uh and she's the best
0: wasn't like n- not wait naname naname is
1: nomine nam- that... na- nomine nam- I, I
0: mixed her up with the revolutionary girl lieutenant character <laughs> na- naname. Namine? Nan- no wait.
1: that's um nam-
0: naname naname
1: naname oh Nanami Na-na-mi. Nanami, Nanami,
0: Nanami. Okay. Anyway, and then the other character is
1: Nami, Namine, which is and... like a really. Okay, so
0: wait. I... <laughs> oh my god. I want. I want to hear them back to back. Namine. And.
1: Nanami. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I originally, like as a kid, I always really liked Namine. Because I thought she just she was like this really simple blonde girl who draws stuff in some kind of far off place, and I thought, oh, cool, that's me. Um, and I thought she was cute, but like she doesn't do anything, and I don't think she's very important to the story. So I don't know. She she has a really nice design in that it's just nothing. It's really simple. I don't know. I I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh my god. <laughs> simple
0: and clean sorry i'm just being really goofy over here
1: it's fine it's getting late but yeah that was another another
0: joke like goofy the dog
1: uh, oh 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 or the goof i didn't okay what did you want to talk about kingdom hearts again why are we talking about kingdom hearts
0: there's no reason (laughs) i was just like topical
1: that's the thing. We were right? going to go to
0: karaoke and I wanted to sing simple and clean with our friend Kathy, but it's just, it just didn't happen. Why not? I had four karaoke invitations. 3 of them got canceled, so I only went to karaoke oh, once this weekend. That sucks.
1: But that, that's that's the thing I wanted to to mention about Kingdom Hearts. Like, I had forgotten like all of my nostalgia for it, and watching other people play 3 and watching the ending and stuff like that, I was just like, "Oh my gosh." I think i love kingdom hearts i love kingdom hearts and i think i'm i want to to play all of them now <laughs> uh, i want to catch up i don't know there's something like really earnest about kingdom hearts 3 like it's very
0: sincere it, it's a very sincere looking game
1: it's trying its best to wrap up everything and include all the characters that you love and it's like it's acknowledging all the whole community at one point like there's like a bunch of usernames on screen and while you're and you're like using them to defeat like a giant evil blob and it's amazing. Whoa. And it's like all the usernames of people who played one of the mobile games or one of the MMOs or something. I don't know which no game
0: I mean it was. kidding. it was pretty like wild.
1: And I was like, oh I mean it like on one hand it's like it's very silly seeing like Doobel, no, that's fluble 69 or whatever on the screen. But like...
0: <laughs> Do, wait, excuse me, what?
1: I just made up a username that just sounds ridiculous. You,
0: yeah, can you say that one more time? No. I need a clean cut.
1: <laughs> fluble 69
0: Dubelfluble69. Oh
1: my god, okay. But yeah, yes. so on one hand, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, if you, if you take the time to read out all the usernames, like, you can't because they're going super fast and they're ridiculous or whatever. But like, that's not the point. The point is like, these are all people... Who participated in the community who love kingdom hearts and it's just like showing the game is just showing appreciation for all those people and it's like oh kingdom hearts have
0: you, have you played near automata yet no you should, you should
1: do yeah that i know i should i do that too
0: do yeah, that too. okay I'll add square's that. having I, a good square's having a good a good time right now
1: all right i have a list somewhere i don't know where it is i think it's in my jacket pocket but i have a list of games i need to play
0: Yeah, so, like, uh, 2B and 9S are showing up in a quest in Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO. Uh That means that they're just a little bit removed from being in Kingdom Hearts 4 when Elsa can talk to 9S. Mm, I don't actually know if I want this. I take it back. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: I don't think Kingdom Hearts 4 will happen because this one was very much constructed to be the end of the story I think there's probably gonna there there might be some like other spin-off games but kingdom hearts 3 like it was a good, Put it was to a good be
0: ending. in Kingdom Hearts the gateway to uh, hell gateway to hell <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 16 divided by three the gateway to hell oh my god starring your favorite near characters coming soon
1: <laughs> i don't know i've lost the plot a little bit on this kingdom hearts is good actually and um i'm uh i love it i love that it exists
0: i want to make a supercut where every time they say nordid it's replaced with like pinky from pinky in the brain going narf
1: wait a minute Norded is actually a thing
0: yeah it's when they get turned into it's when they get like possessed i or thought turned that was a verb Xenahart. made up by the
1: polygon guy no. Norded is no, actually... it's real.
0: You can hear Mickey Mouse say,
1: Oh no, he got Norded." I thought... Oh my god. Kingdom
0: Hearts is incredible. I love I, it.
1: Oh my god. I, 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 I love absurdity. And I love Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts loves you. Because it's a kingdom full of hearts. How could it not? Okay, I'm done with this.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for, for this next coming week, what do you think... You're gonna do because I think I have. I think I have some plans for. On the one hand, I, I kind of want to tinker with the the dog game still, see if I can make a, a good web build. But also, I've I've been having some more thoughts about um, remoon and uh, a new approach I want to take with it. Um, so I I might be tinkering with that a little bit. I don't really have anything super substantial to say about it yet, but um...
0: yeah, I'm probably gonna just keep keep on doing some uh, UI stuff with the whodunit game.
1: Um but yeah, so so I, I think we're gonna have some really fun stuff uh to talk about next next time. Um and maybe a couple of surprises, or maybe one surprise, or maybe no surprises, maybe. Who knows? Ugh.
0: Well then uh you can't see it, but Fox <laughs> just like whipped out the slowest, most intense dab I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever dabbed before.
0: Careful, uh, don't hurt yourself. Oh, uh, there there you go again.
1: <laughs> I hit my background.
0: All right, signing All right. off.
1: Alright this See has ya. been esteban
0: fardo and katherine fox and katherine fox we, that's me We can find us on twitter.com i'm at esteban thanks
1: i'm at foxy red specs it's a dumb username but i'm stuck with no, it. no it's
0: so good <laughs> it also means you can never change the color of your glasses i
1: know yeah right i've, I've designed myself into a corner so I'm
0: trapped, <laughs> I'm trapped in these red glasses now cool then we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks stay frosty <laughs> stay warm please oh yeah no
1: stay warm i'm sorry
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Stay warm. Stay cozy. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ooh. do do do. do, 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 do.